0: Afternoon. This week we have two partios again. We got some uh, catching up to do after our Yamim Taivim. So we got to double up some of the, uh, the partios. So this week we're going to be learning Acharemos and Kedoshim. Um, and I would, for today, primarily focus on Kedoshim. Uh, there's an incredible amount of mitzvos that has to do with Kedoshim. So let's, let's uh, get moving on that and we'll see how much, uh, how much we can cover. So Kedoshim means holy. Kadosh means holy. That's actually not the root of the word kadosh. That's how we translate the word kadosh in context. The literal translation of the word kadosh is separated. Okay? Um, interestingly, Kiddush means separated, and Havdalah, Hevdal, also means separated. We make Kiddush on Friday night to separate the weekday going into the Shabbos, and we make Havdalah on Matze Shabbos. To separate from Shabbos going into Sunday. And the difference between Havdalah and kadosh, even though the root means the same thing, they give off different connotations in that Havdalah means to separate two things just practically. I put this here, I put that there, that's Havdalah, that's a separation. Kaddushah is to separate something by elevating it. Okay? So if I take, um, if I take my bottle of wine, and it's a regular kosher bottle of wine, but it's chulen, it's mundane. There's nothing special about the bottle other than it has a heksher. And I say this bottle belongs to the Beis Amikdash. I have just established Kedusha on it. I've separated it, but I've separated it for something that is elevated. So when we go from Friday into Shabbos, we take something which is a regular weekday and now we're separating the we're going into Shabbos. We're elevating, and therefore, it's called kedusha. It's called kiddush, as opposed to on Motzei Shabbos when we're moving from Shabbos back into Sunday. Now we're not elevating anything; we're just separating, and we're showing the difference in Shabbos and Sunday. Hence, it's it's called Habdullah. So, just notice that what kedusha is is it's holy, but the root really is an elevation that's uh, that's creating the holiness. Now, in order to be able to be elevated. You need to be what's called in the world of yeshiva. You have to be in the parsha. Now, what does it mean in the parsha? It means in the league of. You have to be in the league of holiness. You can't. There are certain things that simply cannot become holy. You can't. No matter how much you try, it cannot become the same way. There are certain things that cannot become impure. Okay. Certain things you, you can't. You can't make it. Uh, you can't make it impure. And then there are certain things that can go either way. Because it has the capability of either becoming kodesh or becoming uh, or becoming chol, and just to to phrase this in context and, and to create a practical parameter around this, there's um, we're going to see in our in our psukim where Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to demand of us, and we'll learn this through shortly, that we should be holy because I'm holy and it says also in Devarim, the Pasuk in Devarim in Perak Zion says, Ki am kadosh atah la'shem for you are a holy people, which means you are capable of being separated, you are capable of, of holiness, b'cha bachar, for it is you I have chosen to be the am segula, to be the chosen people, mikol amim, from, from all the other nations. So the way this concept plays out practically is brought out through an incident, and this is not knocking any specific... Uh, not coming to like any specific uh, religion or anything of that sort. Just a story that which happened with a Yishma'ili, with a with an Arab who happened to be a Muslim. Not every Arab is a Muslim, but this uh, Arab was a Muslim, and he met the son of the Rashbats, whose name was Reb Shlomo, Reb Shlomo ben a Rashbats, and um, he said to him that. I know in uh, in Parshas Kedoshim it says Kedoshim to you you should be holy. It's it's surprising to me that the Jewish people don't immerse themselves in a mikvah every time they pray. By us Muslims, we're always washing our bodies and we're very we're very careful about that uh, prior to, to prayer. Um, well, the way that Yisheilim do it is prior to davening. They wash, they rinse off their heads. They they do their all their, their whole arm and their legs. This is standard for uh, standard for prayer. He says, "I see when when uh, Jews daven. Sometimes you'll wash your hands prior to davening, and sometimes you won't. But it's not something that is taken uh, taken so seriously. So he wants to understand why and. He says, I'll, I'll answer you if you swear to me on uh, In the name of your own prophets That you won't hurt me by my answer She so he says, okay I, I won't hurt you by the answer And he says, are you allowed to eat chicken? And again, this applies to this is just a general idea He says, are you allowed to eat chicken? She so he says, yes, we're allowed to eat chicken Okay <laughs> <laughs> we will uh, we'll turn this off, sorry if anything changes you'll let me know alright been... he says um, are you allowed to eat chicken he says yeah according to the rules of halal we're, we're permitted to eat chicken he says are you allowed to eat frogs he said absolutely not you allowed to eat salamanders absolutely not he says I don't understand chickens stick their nose in garbage the whole day they just peck they peck if you have anything dirty they just just pecking frogs and salamanders live in water they're, they're going to the mikvah the entire day right shouldn't they be holy Right, so he says, "You're right. It's a good question. <laughs> What's the difference?" So what he explained to him, his, his the, and the answer to this is, it's not about what you do; it's about the league that you're in. That's what that, that was his idea. Again, what he was explaining to him was that we as Yidden, that when you're kedusha, when you're in the league of being able to be sanctified and be children of the Rebbeinu shalom. So then, there's a time you go to a mikvah. there's a time you wash your hands in the morning, there's a time, but just because you swim in water doesn't make you holy. Just because you're, it's, it's, it, it's not the ritual. This was his response to this Yishma'ili. Again, he was saying that in a lot of other religions, it's, it's, if you focus on the ritual, you're right, it makes no sense. But if you're not focusing on the ritual, and you're focusing on the reality of the existence, and sometimes you need this, sometimes you need that. Then, you're, you're always in a state of Kedusha, and sometimes you need an elevated level of Kedusha, and sometimes you need a, a lower level of Kedusha. So the, the first idea I want to bring out, just to notice in the Parsha, that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling each of us, we're all sitting here learning together, Kedoshim to you, you shall be holy, me, you, all of us individually, that means we're in the Parsha, even though we're not swimming in a mikvah the whole day. We all are in the league of Kedusha. We have Kedusha with us, within us. That Kedusha is never going to leave. That holiness, the thing that separates us from nature, from the rest of the world, is always going to be in existence. And the difference is going to be to what extent. And that's up to us to determine uh, To determine what extent. Similar to uh, the, the mission in Sanhedrin that tells us, Every Jew has a portion of the world to come. If every Jew has a portion in the world to come, so then what's the difference between us? The answer is, every portion looks different. right? Some people get a smaller portion, people get a larger portion. Some people get a more delicious portion, people get a less delicious, delicious portion. Just because we're going to get a portion of the Haba, doesn't mean that we can't still determine how that's going to play out and what that's going to look like. And that's really where, uh, where our Parsha is giving us a little bit of a heads up that this is who you are. This is what you're made of. This is it. This Kedoshim to you. And now I'm going to teach you how to go about and uh, attain that holiness. So Vay Dabr Moshe Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, "Daber El Kol Adas speak to the entire assembly of B'nai Israel. Kedoshim to you, you shall be holy. Why? Why should you be holy? Ki because kedoshani, I am holy. Hashem Lokeichem, I am Hashem, your God. Okay, so the Medrash tells us that there's an obvious question on this. Hashem tells Moshe to tell us to be holy because I'm holy. What does that mean? To, to that that uh, we're, we're expected to be like God? The ultimate kedusha, the ultimate separation that we know for sure is Hashem. So does that mean that we should be God? That's an impossibility. It's impossible. It's not obviously not expected. It's ridiculous. Be holy, ki kadosh ani, because I am holy. So the medrash is bothered by this. The, the, just the words of the verse, if you read it, sound like apicarsis. It sounds like heresy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like God? It's, that's what it sounds like. It says the medrash, yochol komoni. It seems from the verse that it means you should be holy like me. Talmud Lomar, therefore it says, no, no, no. Ki kadosh ani, because I'm supposed to be the model of Kedusha. So whenever we tell somebody, and this is something that, you know, parents sometimes uh, aren't articulate with their own children about, or when we talk to somebody else, or we talk to ourselves, we really uh, and we say, you know, why can't I be like that? Why can't I do like that? Why can't I be doing the same thing as that person? That's a big mistake, because then we're, we're trying to either serve Hashem or accomplish something that is not real, it's not real, that's that person. What I can do is turn to something and to look at a person's life or something that somebody's doing and accomplishing and say, I want to emulate and use that as a model of what I can also be doing. Not what, what I am, but something that I can, I can also be doing. We're supposed to be students of Aaron, we're not supposed to be Aaron himself. Doesn't say, be Aaron be and run after peace and pursue peace, says be a student of Aaron. Run after peace. Look at his life. Use it as a role model, and uh, and try to uh, try to accomplish shalom. So when it says, "Be holy," because I'm holy, says the medrash. What it means is you're never going to be like me. God forbid, don't even think like that. But we're obligated to look at the holiness of Hashem, the separation of Hashem, and use that as a model of where the ladder that I'm supposed to uh, what I'm supposed to climb up. Okay, now. The Once you have the verse And the question on the verse And the Medrash you'd, you'd say This is so simple Seriously Like you know So The uh, way of love. He says That you know Even a kindergarten kid Knows I can't be God So, so what's the What's the Novel idea Of the Medrash He adds a beautiful concept And he says If you look at the words It says to you, Be holy because I'm holy. What does the right what does the major say? Kedusha my holiness, Kedusha my holiness, is above me your holiness. I will always be more holy than you. So no way chasidus, they move the comma. And he says like this: not that my holiness should be above yours, but the comma goes like this: My holiness above me, is from you. Mm-hmm. That klal Yisrael We as a people The more we follow In the ways of the Shalim, That even elevates The holiness And the separation Of Hashem and Shemayim Because w- w- You can only separate something That is consciously Noticeably separate We're aware If the, if the world Wouldn't be aware Of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, There would be less of a division Because there's less knowledge Of how great Hakadosh Baruch Hu is! The greater and more more expansive Hashem is, and infinite, the greater the kedusha, the greater the separation. But if people aren't aware of God's infinity and the vastness, so then there's less of a kedusha, less of a separation, which leads to less holiness. So the so the majors is telling me, kedusha sila myla, the way that I'm viewed above in my holiness, mikedusha Hashem is based upon how much kedusha a person brings in. Uh, a person brings on, uh, you know, down here on earth. No, okay, I, yeah. I don't understand how you can <clears throat> add to something that's already infinite. You can add to something? You're saying like you're adding to Hashem's holiness. Yeah. So His holiness is already, We say in everyday reality, he's inscrutable and, and he, he's infinite. So how can we add to something that is already Good. So, so, Linda's asking, how can you add to something which is infinite? Because we're not adding. What we're adding is the separation. That's how, we, that's how I start out today with Kaddush, meaning separation, separation. Separation, a divide, is only as big as the awareness of the divide. What makes, again, we're not adding to Hashem, we're adding to the Kedusha, the holiness, which is the Elevated separation. So let's say there's somebody who's incredibly kadosh. Take any tzaddik that's ever lived in history, a human being, that in your mind is like the greatest, greatest, greatest of the great. Okay, And you have somebody who never heard of the person. Right next to them. They don't notice. They they don't notice the kadusha. They don't notice the separation. They're, they're, They're unconscious to it. They're living completely in different worlds, but this person who's somebody who never even you know ever became aware. La Lahavdul, There was I forget who, which it was was a guy in our semeich that uh, that it, that uh, ate in my house he, when we were I lived in the same building in Maladafina, and uh, there's like a, some duplexes above above the yeshiva, so. We lived, it was, was it literally upstairs or one building over? I forget how the building was structured. We were right above our summer. And this guy was telling us that he he was in a bar and he saw a famous actor. I don't know, I forgot this guy's name. He was like somebody who joined us for a Shabbos meal. He saw some famous, uh, some famous actor. I'm trying to remember his name. <laughs> It's good you don't remember his name. huh. He's yeah. an actor, so he's a famous uh, famous actor. And he's a, he's a Jewish college kid. So he said he walked over and he sat next to him in the bar. And I forgot this guy's name too. It was funny when he told me his name. Let's make up. He's a Jew. he was Jewish, he wasn't religious, he wasn't observant. Um, even when he was joining me for Shabbos I don't know where he, what he's up to now But you know, he had come to our Simech recently um, We'll make up a Jewish name for a kid uh, I don't know Sammy Cohn, beautiful So Sammy Cohn, he's a big famous actor Sitting at this, they're in some Hatsi Tatsi bar And he he pulls up right next to him on the uh, bar stool He sits next to him He's like, hey I could tell you what you're thinking He's like, really? What am I thinking? He says, "You're thinking? Wow! I'm sitting next to Sammy Cohen. <laughs> right? Like, who are you? Like, you know, like this guy's thinking. Like, this guy thinks he's cool next to Pulling a little young Jewish guy uh, type of line. Wow, good for me! I'm sitting next to this. This nothing. But yeah, you have somebody who's you have somebody who's you know, he's not aware of Lahavdil to separate this great tzaddik, right? This. You're not going to separate. There's no. There's no kedusha. That's what. That's what the idea over here is saying is that kedusha si le mi The more awareness of the separation of the greatness, that's where the infinite becomes conscious to the world. If the world is not conscious of God's greatness, so then there's less separation. It's like some kid Sammy Cohn, sitting next to the greatness and like I don't know who you are. Like what? Like what's this God thing? I don't God thing. I don't respect the God thing. I don't. It, uh, I don't feel anything about it. So we have to bring awareness. And the way to bring awareness is how we bring Kedusha into our own lives. The more Kedusha we bring into our own lives, that's the more Kedusha is going to be brought into it. I think that's the idea that we're, that we're focusing on over here. Yeah, one more idea. So when we work on ourselves and we become close to Hashem and we elevate ourselves, then then that's the holiness that you're talking about? That's the separation because we're creating the separation from by by elevating it we're elevating what we're really doing is you know the the way you're expressing it is true because it's true in the way that we express it but it's not true in what's actually happening we say we're closer to hashem that's right the truth is the way the way it's brought out is that we're If you know, r- right now there's recorders. There, there's like a video recording here. There's a there's a there's a, an audio recording here. Okay, the the device itself is just mirroring the power that we're putting in. It itself can't do anything. But it's it, it, take a microphone. This is what the tzaddikim. This is the example that the tzaddikim give. Let's say you have somebody talking into the microphone. It's the microphone that's spreading. The information. But the microphone should never think to itself, like, what I can do? Yeah. Like how smart I am. You're a microphone. You're not smart. It's whatever the person puts into the microphone. So to speak, pun intended, when Hashem is bringing something to the world and we can act as that microphone, it's not our kayach. It's not our power bringing it. We have this chus, we have the merit of broadening. The koach that Hashem is putting into us, so we're like, call, call it spreading the light. We're 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 being a we're we're a vehicle of bringing out the the R, the light of of Hakadosh Baruch by being that vehicle that makes us more one with Hashem, right. and that's that's the kedusha that's that's the kedusha that's there. Okay, ishi my vav a person should fear. Their mother and their father. Notice the order. Rashi is going to pick up on this. A person should fear their mother and their father. And a person should protect my Shabbos. So now we have the second verse in a row that ends with, I am Hashem your God. The first verse ended, be holy because I am Hashem your God. The second verse says, fear your mom and dad and keep the Shabbos. I am Hashem your God. Next verse, do not serve idols. And gods of molten images you should not make for yourself. And the third verse ends the same as the first, uh, as the as the previous two verses, Ani I am So interestingly, you have the first verse of the Prasha, which is by and then three verses in a row talk on three completely different topics. And all of them end with, I am Hashem Your God. Topic number one, be holy. Topic number two, Respect your parents, or wrong translation. Fear your parents, and protect the Shabbos. And topic number three is don't serve, uh, don't serve idols. Okay. So there's a lot of halachas learned out from this. Let's just focus on the Ani Hashem for a moment. Ani Hashem Aleichem. This is something I believe we mentioned uh, last year uh, as well. But it's such a such a powerful idea that whenever I see these three of it's like a it, it, it resonates and reminds me that uh, not to get too down, uh, you know, even even when I, you know, the times that uh, that we slip. But the um, there's the, the Sfarim tell us these three psukim are referring to three groups of Kla Yisrael, and each group Hashem is letting me know I am Hashem your God. You can't run away from me. Like it's it's an impossi- it's an impossibility to break a bond with Hashem. Number one is first verse number one Kedoshim to you. There's a group of people that live in this world in a holy fashion. Okay, very nice, beautiful, keep it up, kudos. I'm, Hashem says, I am I'm Hashem, your God. Certainly incredible uh, incredible feat. The next group of people are Yidin who, uh, who fear their parents, they respect their elders, which until the last 10 years or so was something which was expected. And now, for some reason, uh, kids expect their parents to respect them. But it's it's like a it's a whole novel idea in, in today's world with wonderful kids, not knocking kids. It's not their fault. The wonderful kids, they don't. It's not the same. It's not they're they're not. the, the whole culture is is not a culture of respect. It's uh, even if you speak to in the world of Torah, and you you ask for guidance and how to parent. The the one the, the guidance is going to be just be your kid's best friend, just keep being their best friend, keep being their best friend. That's the guidance that you're going to get. You just got to keep uh, loving them and be their best friend. And yes, when you're able to, make sure that they show an element of respect. Mm-hmm. But things have gotten so shaky in the culture that if a parent doesn't do this, like, what else? It's like it's like Plan B. Uh, seriously, what a, a the the, gener, the next generation doesn 't know what the word means it 's not their fault it 's not their fault they don 't know what it means they simply don't know what it means. We, we came across this in Dafyami. We came across this idea in the, in in Dafyami where uh, you know a generation that doesn 't have respect for the elders is uh, you know it 's called an orphan generation because there 's no, there's no previous there 's no elders to look to for guidance same as an orphan so that generation is, is living in an orphaned way. And one of the um, one of the uh, yidden who join us uh, for daf from San Diego uh, every day, Baruch Hashem. You know, one of the one of the good things that COVID accomplishes that the Shurim uh, go on Zoom. So our daily daf is on Zoom. We have people joining us um, from uh, around the country. Then we still have yidden like David Rich who listens to the recording every day in Eretz Yisrael and and others. It's like a, such a beautiful way to to stay connected. Anyway, this yid. Uh, When we were going through this Gemara He said he had just visited Eretz Yisrael He lives in San Diego He just visited Eretz Yisrael He said That when he gets um, When he gets on Public buses In America Nothing Not even like Anybody thinking to stay He's not a young man Nobody even thinks to stand up Like we got here first We're going to sit down He said Eretz Yisrael is different Mm -hmm. So when he gets on Everybody's standing up And you know it's different everybody, everybody understands Like it's just Now It's it's just put there There's still a That means there's still A functioning society There's a society that's there But it used to be And it's sad that we're saying It used to be That this was considered a basic This was a basic You fear your parents Part of fearing your parents Means you hold them on a pedestal What is What are some examples Of, uh, fearing, uh, of fearing your parents So Rashi Rashi fills us in, you don't sit in their place. There are certain, certain elements of, of awe that uh, that go into something. Ramaylech Bitterman says, by the way, he says, Drush, in a way of, of expanding this idea that the same way we don't, you know, we don't sit in our parents' place, we shouldn't sit in the Rebbeinah Shalom's place. Right? This is a, It's a beautiful idea. Hashem... You know, Hashem says, "Like this is my place. This is my world. This is I thing. like, no, I got this. You know, I got this. You move to the side. I'll, I'll sit over here. Tzemla's got this. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna decide what's gonna be here. And I'm gonna eh. don't see the way he says it in his with his beautiful Yiddish is don't sit in Abba. you know, Abba. Don't sit in Abba's spot. Same way we don't sit in our physical parent's spot. Don't sit in their own spot. This is where he is. This is where he is. Like take a step back. Ask where you're supposed to sit. <laughs> you know, don't you don't you don't take away the the host's seat. But this is a basic. Okay, getting back to this idea. Hashem mm-hmm. says, you know what? Maybe you're not the holiest person. But you respect. I am Hashem your God. I am Hashem your God. You, protect, you, you respect things that are important. You respect parents. You respect Shabbos. Things that are crucial for existence. I am Hashem your God. Third verse. Idols. Don't serve idols. But Hashem says, if you do, I am Hashem your God. So you have three verses, people who are always holy, people who just try to do the right thing, and the third one, people who are just purposely not doing the right thing. Right? They're, just, they're, they're out serving idols. Now, w- w- what's an idol? Something that's strange. I not mean, it's not like I'm serving something that's strange. Hashem says, uh, you, know, you, you should know, as a yid, and there's something by, it, it touches, it, it touches, it's a very important idea. I'm Hashem, your God. There's no such thing as I'm not Hashem, your God. We could say to Hashem, I'm sorry. I don't believe in you anymore. Okay, I'm still your God. Right? You have a sister. I don't like you anymore. You're not my sister. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm a sister you don't like, but I'm your sister. That ain't changing. There are certain things Hashem puts into creation... That allows us to tap into this idea. We know a sister is a sister. A blood relative is a blood relative. You could be, you could, you doesn't make a difference. You could travel to Australia for all your sister cares. She's still your sister. You happen to be in Australia. So that's what the Torah is letting me know over here. I'm Hashem, your God. There's nothing outside of these three verses that a person can can do that's either for, brings you closer, either completely kaddish you're one with Hashem, or you're completely. Out serving things that are against Hashem, it, it ain't going to change. Nothing's going to change. Hashem says, "I am Hashem your God," and it's so beautiful that Hakadosh Baruch Hu sets this tone as we're entering the parsha of Kedoshim because we're entering. There's so much to do, and so much, and we're we're going to be going through so many mitzvahs, both interpersonal relationships, and bin adam in our relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And from the tone, Hashem's letting us know. You know what? Maybe you're not able to do all this, accomplish all these things, but you should know. I am Hashem, your God. No matter what it is, I am Hashem, your God. And uh, you know, just uh, uh, go go on, uh, go on the right path. Okay. Now, on this on Pasuk Dalit, on the third verse that we just mentioned of Al Tifnu El Alilim, it's a very interesting idea where it says it doesn't say don't serve gods. If you translate this literally, it says don't turn to other gods. Don't turn to other gods, which the Bali Musir tell us. That it's letting me know To turn to gods away from Hashem is a choice It's a choice It's an exposure that I chose to put myself into And once we're exposed to something Then things become possible uh, to happen in our own lives Rashi, right? Rashi says on, uh, the, in, on the pasuk of velosa suru Not to follow your eyes and your heart's desires So Rashi says first the eye sees the heart then desires, and then the body performs the averis. Your body can't desire something it's never seen. You're unconscious to it. You're simply not aware. So you need to make yourself aware of something first, and then you can you can get into it. And going back to society that all of us need to uh, need to live in, and this is where it gets you know the, the balance uh, between everything is is difficult, frustrating the balance between being part of, being in Gullus and being part of a regular society, and you have to know what's going on, at the same time, the moment you know what's going on, some you, things become capable of uh, coming to life. If I would just completely not be aware of it, I wouldn't be capable, it, uh, you know, it simply wouldn't be uh, capable of, um, of happening. And th- this is a, a big issue with technology. A big issue of technology is people talk about oh, you do bad things as a fine yeah right. there's always a, you know there is that risk the problem is with being so connected to everything is that we become aware of things that we didn't need to be aware of why do i even need to be aware of that why does that he have to go to my mind it's unnecessary it's completely unnecessary things to happen and especially when I try to talk to my adolescent kids, of course I'm stupid and dumb, and, and I'm, I'm living in the 1900s, you know what I mean? 1900s, Psh, long time ago. Yeah? That is so 1900s. Can you imagine? What a chutzpah. What a chutzpah. So 1900s. And one of my kids said that. I said, that is so 2020s. You know. What I mean? Get out of here, you. you know. But... Uh, um, uh, but so so now you're on the you're on the worldwide web, and the issue is not as much of what you're going to do on the web as much as the reality of you're no longer living in a kadosh environment. That's it. It's not a kadosh environment. So if it's not a kadosh environment, I'm no longer protected from it, and therefore other possibilities emerge. Even if I'm not trying to do anything bad, nor will I ever do anything bad, I'm still not existing within a culture of Kedusha. That is not a positive thing. On the other hand, you're right. This is where we get, so you got to balance, you can't shelter too much because i get it, got it. But just realize the issue. The issue is of the, the social media and, and all these things is I now have a new community. I have a new community. And that community I happen to be more involved with than anything Kadosh I know. Even Baruch Hashem here, we get together once a week to have a lunch learn. So there's Kedusha, there's Taira. But if a person, you know, has on their schedule to learn once a week, and then, I'm not going to pick on a specific social media platform, but is on a specific platform for a few hours a day, that platform is more of your community than the City School community. Than the broader Saint Louis Jewish community, that's your community, and you're also affiliated with something else. That's that's very that's very hard. That's very hard. That's not that's not, not so healthy. And that's where we're bringing out over here. Where v'leisa the pasuk says. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the expression is al tifnu. Al tifnu means don't turn. Even if you're not going to worship, it's not a person shouldn't be turning. To these communities that worship something besides for our because once we're there, we've we've developed a different society too. Again, not necessarily even a way where I'm doing the biggest abeira is in it. Nothing to do with that. It's al tifnu. Just don't don't make that your don't make things that aren't kadosh into our uh, into our community and into our culture. And when you, if you bring a, a, a offering to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you should do it for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Not, it's interesting, right? If you bring an offering for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, do it for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. All right, but what else would it be for yourself? Many people live Judaism for themselves. It's, it's, uh, you know, and you, you, it could start off well. It could start off completely. Um, Completely with good intentions, and then ultimately we end up something that we've spoken about a number of times. You end up serving the religion for the sake of serving the religion, and Hashem kind of falls to the wayside. It becomes more about the Torah than it is more, more about the Torah than it is uh, anything else. And this is this is very delicate. It becomes I'm sorry. It becomes more about frumkite than it is HaKadosh Baruch Hu and it's a very delicate thing. I know I, I, I'm currently involved in something. I'll share it with you when we're not, when these two recorders aren't going because I can't stop it for right now. Um, but maybe, maybe I could if I could figure this out. Um, I know, but the, the idea of coming, coming out on all this is, um, it's important to be, this specific conversation, it's important to be honest what it is. Because otherwise, you're serving Hashem for your own personal agenda. I decided this minhug is, it needs to be. Because that's what we do. That's terrible, you know. That's serving Hashem. Because that's what you want it to be. The Rabbi Hashem says, no, I don't want you to serve me for your agenda. I want you to look at what it says in the Torah and serve me because this is what holiness is. Look at me as your role model. This is what it is. This is what Kedusha is. And anything that's not like that is just simply not Kadusha. We're back to the frog and the salamander. I'm swimming in a mikvah the whole day. But who says that's holiness? It's still trafe. You're not allowed to eat frogs. You're not allowed to eat salamanders. It's, it's not kosher. No matter how much. Because it's not, it's not connected ultimately to... Uh, to Hu. Okay, we're way over. I wanted to um, let, let me just let, let's end off with one more idea over here, um, which is Emes and Sheker. I find this is so important to touch on, and that is if we just move a few psukim in in Pasuk Yud Aleph, uh, verse eleven, it says One uh, one should not steal. The Sikha Shu, don't deny falsely, Velisas Shakru, and do not lie, Ishba And there's actually two verses in the Torah that talk about lying. Here it says Lysa Shakru, do not lie. And in Shemos, in the book of Shemai's, in Parak Chafemo, and uh, chapter twenty-three, pasuk Zayin. It says, midvar sheker tirchak, stay far away from falsehood. It's interesting, there's no other Avera where it says stay far away. It says don't do it. There's only one time it says stay far away. Like, don't even come close. Don't, don't even come close. And if you do come close, it's a biblical command. It's a, you know, usually it usually says, don't do this. And then the rabbis will say, here yeah, let's, let's move the borders a little bit to not risk sinning. The Torah itself over here says, if you come close to sinning, that's a biblical sin. Not like the rabbis instituted this midbar sheker You got to stay far away from falsehood. Which if you come close to falsehood, it's a, um, it's a, it's an avera. And the chida explains that a lie, in and of itself, is not necessarily. If you look at it in a snapshot, is not worse than than any other sin. It's a sin. It's transgression. It's an avera. It's not. It's not necessarily different than any other sin. But he says. The reason why the Torah says "stay far away" midbar sheker tirchak is because even though, in a snapshot, it's not as bad as any other sin, you should know that the trait of falsehood is the source of how many other sins come about. It's a lack of honesty to myself and to others that cause uh, that, that cause the other sins. Now, this can be understood in a very basic way. I'm sure many of us can envision in our own personal minds. How this plays out, but in a to to expand on what's currently in our minds, there's uh, the chida brings a mashal. He brings a parable of somebody who was a he was a big balavera. He owned a lot of sins, and he you know, one day he decides, you know, I know I got a lot of sins. I want to take one mitzvah, one good thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna own it. One, 612 transgressions, one I'm keeping. I'm going to keep one out of 613. It's a good start. Yeah? I'm going to keep one. So he goes to his, his uh, Rav, and he says, which mitzvah should I take? So the Rav says, er terchak. I want you to commit yourself to never lie. Okay? So the guy says, all right, deal. I'm a man of my word. Whatever I do, I do 100%. I do an Avera, 100%. I do a mitzvah, 100%. I'm all in. I don't play games. Yeah? He's a real... Alpha, yeah, he's all in. So, so he says. Um, he says, "All right, you're gonna take on the the though truth." Fine. So that night, a bunch of his chavra decide that they're having a night out on the town, and they're gonna they're, they're gonna have a, a whole shoplifting trip. You know, loot, loot uh, a few stores. So this guy's getting all ready for his uh, for his trip, as always. And as they head out, he thinks to himself, "He's like, well, what if we're busted?" What if the cops see, catch us? I, I can't lie to the cops. I'm going to tell them. I'm just looking. I'm browsing, right? I'm, I'm browsing around the store after they close. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to be able to go. I'm not going to be able to lie. He's like, it's just not worth the risk. I got to go. I got to, you know, I'm out. So he tells his guy, he tells his buddies, you yeah, know, tonight, tonight uh, I'm not coming. And the next day, the same thing happens. After a few times, he keeps thinking to himself, but if I, if I do this, and, and uh, <laughs> my friend asks me where I was, I can't lie, and so on and so forth, until finally the the buddy say, you know, it's gotten into you. so He explains to them what ha- his problem. So they say, well, then we can't be your friends anymore either, because you're you're gonna not you're not going to lie about us, right? Even if you come with us and you say, you know what, I'll steal, and and if I'm caught, I'm caught. What if they ask you, did we steal? So now there's a witness against us, so we can't let you hang out with us either. Going to give away all of our secrets, and eventually he totally separates himself from them and. His life got straightened out, says the chidah, not a true story, but a parable. He says this is just the way that that truth works. The way that falsehood works, as we know, you start a lie, forget about it, it just grows. You gotta keep that story going, Uh, and you gotta remember what you said, it's like, it's a lot to remember. If you tell the truth, you don't need to remember. Right, it's like you told the truth, and that was it. You you deal with the consequences, right? We had this, uh, and and this something that comes up. I mean, you know, kids. We had uh, one of my kids with school. You know, she she had a test. She's like, you just tell them I'm I'm sick? Just tell them I'm sick." I was like, "Listen, you want to stay home from school? I'll talk to mom about it. I'm not telling anybody you're sick. That's your own, you know. You wanna here and there. My parents just let me take off from school. Not if not if it was a test day though. But here and there." Uh, you know, my mother was nice to me, I was the, I was the baby, until, until through first grade, listen to this, nobody does it nowadays, through first grade, my mother let me stay home one day a week, just time, just time, I think when I was in first grade, she wasn't working that year, she let me stay home with her one day a week, nice, uh, um, she was like, eh, you'll have plenty of time to be in school as you grow up. She, did, she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't so pushy about it. See, here and there, I let my kids. Uh, I let my kids miss a day, but then they spend mommy time. You know, they'll go out with their mother, and you know, and, instead because of sitting in a classroom. Of course, they always complain. They always complain. But my parents would tell them, "This is our oldest grandchild." <laughs> I was like the oldest auncle. That's they were That's how I was treated. I'm the, I'm the oldest grandchild. So I, I came around later, but but that's but the need of MS. Don't start. You're not telling. Are you really sick? You're not sick. Just tell the MS. Tell the MS. Be, 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 if a person does them they're able to live their life the way that they're supposed to, and uh, you know, and and it'll help them also stay away from from many other others. So sheker is the foundation of our wrong actions, and MS is the foundation of a meaningful life. Okay, we'll hold it here for today.